I have loved thee with an everlasting love, therefore I have drawn thee to myself, having mercy upon thee. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen. Dear faithful, today we observe the Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. The Sacred Heart is a logical conclusion of the incarnation of our Savior, his hypostatic union. While God inhabits light inaccessible, and certainly at feels times very distant, he is nonetheless very close to us. Our God is the God of the human heart, for he himself, having taken our nature, has a heart. Even now, a human heart beats at the right hand of the Father with unimaginable and unfathomable love for us. The same heart is with us in the blessed sacrament of the altar. This human heart is at the same time the heart of a God, for it is the heart of the God-man, Jesus Christ, our divine Redeemer. This human nature which the Son of God took into personal union with himself from the womb of the Virgin Mary was the docile instrument of infinite love, but it was not absorbed into or lost in the divinity. It retained its own substance, its special faculties, its distinct will, which ruled under the influence of the divine word, the acts and movements of the most sacred soul and adorable body of our Savior. It understood its divine mission and conceived an immense love for mankind and for the Eternal Father. This love began simultaneously with his life and filled not only his soul, but impressed in a special way his body as well, the moment it was formed of the substance of the Virgin Mother by the cooperation of the Holy Ghost. The effect of his love consequently held sway over his heart of true human flesh. It set it in motion, it set in motion those beatings which made the blood of our redemption circulate through the sacred veins of our Savior. The Sacred Heart of Jesus is the perfect symbol, the emblem of the love of our Redeemer. But what is love? In the month of June, which should be dedicated solely to the Divine Heart of Jesus, it seems as though the whole world, from mom-and-pop businesses to major corporations to even supposedly Catholic institutions, are celebrating a sham form of love. They say that love triumphs over hate, while the statement that true love conquers all is very true, we need to know what true love actually is. The banner of this sham, sham love seems to be flying everywhere. Love is not sentimentality, and love is not sensuality. Love is not using another person for one's own gratification. It is gravely wrong to glorify sin. Their end is destruction, their God is their belly, and they glory in their shame. The woke policy may tell me that this is hate speech, but it is taken from the epistles of St. Paul and the inspired words of the Holy Ghost. Love is willing the good of another. Aristotle tells us that true friendship consists in loving rather than in being loved. Christ himself, 
drawing from the treasury of his sacred heart, teaches us how to truly love. Love for the Heavenly Father and his love for us were the sole motives of all of his actions. Out of love for us, he came down from heaven and took on our flesh. Out of love for us, he spent 30 years in humble obscurity and poverty. Out of love for us, he preached, healed, and worked miracles in order to show us the way to heaven. Out of love for us and for our salvation, he offered himself as a pure and spotless victim upon the altar of the cross. Greater love than this no man has than to lay down his life for his friends. And God, who is rich in mercy, for his exceeding charity, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in our sins, has quickened us together in Christ, by whose grace we have been saved. Quis non amantem redamet, quis non redemptus diligat. Who would not return love to this divine lover? Who would not love such a redeemer? Holy Church sings in the office of this day. Yet for the greater part of mankind, the superabundance of love goes unreturned. There is no worse feeling than spurned love. Certainly, our Lord suffers a very great deal because of our ingratitude, our lack of cooperation with his grace, a preference for our own wills and for our own gratification. He says by the mouth of the prophet, my heart expected reproach and misery. I looked for sympathy, but there was none. I looked for comforters and found no one. Yes, dear friends, this feast and the sad circumstances of our current world remind us of the great necessity to make reparation. That is indeed why our Lord revealed the glories of his divine heart to St. Margaret Mary and expressed explicitly his desire for reparation for those sins which wound his heart so grievously. The great Pius XI explains, and truly the spirit of expiation and reparation has always had the first and foremost place in the worship given to the most sacred heart of Jesus, and nothing is more in keeping with the origin, character, power, and distinctive practices of this form of devotion, as appears from the record of history and custom, as well as from the sacred liturgy and the acts of the sovereign pontiffs. For when Christ manifested himself to Margaret Mary, and declared to her the infinitude of his love. At the same time, and in the manner of one morning, he complained that so many and such great injuries were done to him by ungrateful men. And we would that these words in which he made this complaint were fixed in the minds of the faithful and were never blotted out by oblivion. Behold this heart, he said, which has so loved men and has loaded them with so many benefits. And for this boundless love he has no return but neglect and contumely, and this often from those who are bound by a debt and a duty of a more special love. In order that these faults might be washed away, he then recommended several things to be done, and in particular the following as most pleasing to himself, namely, that we should approach the altar with this purpose of expiating sin, making what is called the communion of reparation, and that they should likewise make expiatory supplications and prayers prolonged for a whole hour, which is rightly called the Holy Hour. These pious exercises have been approved by Holy Church and have been enriched with copious indulgences. 
Let us then, dear friends, with all of our hearts, unite ourselves with this august sacrifice, uniting our hearts with the heart of our Savior, offering him our sacrifices, our pains, our little sufferings, our struggles to live a good and virtuous Christian life, not only for our own personal sins, but also for those of others, for the public crimes and sins that seem to be multiplying daily around us, for the sins of those who have been baptized and who claim the title of Christian and Catholic, yet who refuse to submit to the teaching authority of Christ and the Church which he has founded. And lastly, for the sins of those who are consecrated to Jesus by vow or ordination which wound his heart the most. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.